0: This is the Workplace Ninja podcast, coming to you live from our summit in Baden with highlights, insights, and interviews.
1: So welcome back at the new recording, but still in the live stream Uh, and recording of some audio things, and we will talk about (laughs) a few things like Defender, because I'm I've invited some friends.
0: Sure, security is important.
1: Is it? Yeah. Why?
0: That's what they say. That's what they say. Okay, Keeps let's you busy at least. <laughs> so. Yeah, let's <laughs> so let's find
1: out. Yeah, let's find that out. <laughs> um, who do we have on the table? Uh, Frans and Harit again. Yeah. Uh, we're still here. We're still here. Yeah. And what do we have on the other side?
2: Uh, Matthias Bory from Sweden. I'm from Sweden? Yeah.
1: And on the other side?
3: Yeah, we also have Stefan Scherling from all the way from Sweden, and uh,
2: you yeah. from Sweden. Yeah, exactly. also from
3: Sweden. Yeah. Still travel.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Travelling, you you both travel a lot, or more than um, me, <laughs> in the in 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 that case. Um, is that within the community? Is these these kind of things? What? What? Why th- are you doing that?
3: To me, I mean, it's, I'm really, I've started a user group in 2008. I've always been passionate about supporting and helping others and sharing knowledge. And uh, it gives me personally a lot of energy back when you can provide something to, to uh, the community to learn from. So it's, yeah, giving is giving back. So.
1: Giving is getting back.
2: Yeah, definitely. And that for you, how was that? Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Learning from each other, sharing with each other, uh, there's always someone that run into the same issue as I've done and they probably have a, already made a solution for it and the same thing um, that I can share with others yeah. uh, that I come up with and so on.
1: And security is important, I hit said. <laughs> um, <laughs> so why is security important uh, nowadays?
3: I mean we have a threat landscape that is causing severe problems for many organizations where they are totally standstill because they have digitized their processes uh, supply chains etc have been digital and if they have a disruption I mean their business usually stops and have Huge, huge, huge financial impact.
1: So, uh. so and within the Microsoft suite, we're still uh, we're using uh, the Defender suite um, uh, for that. Uh, Defender for Endpoint, Defender for Office, uh, no, Sentinel, connect to that. Um, we're using a um, what was it? Custom query language, KQL. And uh, that was one of your sessions. Was was about KQL? What what, what do you tell the audience?
2: Yeah, so basically, the, the idea with the session uh, was to do a, like a next level thing. Yeah. So how to ramp up the uh, the custo um, and KQL could be <coughs> mixed up with the Kibana query language, and we're, we're talking about custo. And um, yeah, so the idea was to do a more advanced session and um, share some things we run into in different projects and that we've seen with customers. Uh, so, for instance, we're talking about uh, regular expressions, how to use that in Custo, how it works, what doesn't work and so on, and also um, uh, building parsers for log files, um, uh, ups and downs with that, what, what potentially issues they can run into when they do it themselves
3: i mean in defender you have a fixed kind of data model where we have in sentinel where you are responsible for a lot of the data ingestion and there you need to parse some logs and normalize the data if you want to have a sustainable management of that and that's kind of what we were tearing up for but yeah we have another session tomorrow around custom detections building based Mm -hmm. on the on the data we actually gathered
1: so Uh, custom detections um you need some code to create uh, custom detection so uh, that's also Kusto query language used for all that custom detections
3: yeah exactly I mean custo is definitely being used there and tomorrow the session is about how to build custom detections in Defender because why do you need custom detections I mean Microsoft has a good coverage but there's always certain business specific scenarios you may have TI feeds you may have administrative models etc that you need to build custom detections to be alerted on early because if an attacker gets in depending on your posture it be, may be very quick so you want to build early detection signals and uh, so supporting the, m- the <coughs> model and then also adding when there's new vulnerabilities etc so yeah.
0: so how do you how do you maintain and and stay current with the the new detection uh models and and things like that with your custom C- right because it's Almost every week or every every day, something new comes out, right? And now you gotta you gotta keep up with, with those kind of detections uh, in yeah. place.
3: I mean, we have several models to manage the lifecycle. We I mean, we do red teaming, pen testing, etc. to f- to find detection gaps, and mm-hmm. there we build detections based out of that. And then that continu- continuously runs. And then if Microsoft is picking it up out of the box, okay, we can remove the detection. But then we have TI feeds that are generic, which is kind of mm, feeding in with external data, et cetera. So there are various ways to maintain it, and Matthias works uh, quite a lot with that. So.
1: Yeah.
2: And also it also takes a lot of time to um, uh, to both develop new use cases and um, because it's not the only about the, the actual detection query, it's about the full use case. Mm. Uh, what do you actually want to detect and um, how should you act when it happens? That's also m- an important aspect of of the full use case um, because it's uh, depending on the setup and how you're working. Uh, it's usually someone else that looks at the initial incident when it, ar- when it comes. And um, so from, from that perspective, it's uh, really important to have the full, like the soft values of it in place as well.
1: Um, what I can, what I'm thinking of, a um, uh, uh, next question, uh, I have for you a question, but uh, first, um, custom detections and uh, country specific uh, I'm, I'm from the Netherlands, uh, you live yes. in, uh, in, in the US, uh, you're from Sweden. Are there specific custom detections that are country specific? Uh, I can imagine if you are in hospital um, that, that is specific to health, healthcare, that you have custom detections based on an application that is used or whatever. Um, but is, uh, are there country specific things
0: that Microsoft doesn't cover? Like localizations, I guess. Yeah, that's what you're asking. Yeah,
3: uh, both and y- both yes and no. Uh, but I mean, it's usually sector-based. So if yeah. it's healthcare or if it's financial or, or what industry it is, it's usually a different threat model or threat. Yeah, the, the threat landscape looks a bit different. But then, of course, we have the geopolitical aspect as well, and that's usually quite country-specific, where they're targeting certain countries for gathering information or yeah. Yeah. pointing at surfing but that, that can also be like sector based but yeah so a bit of both i would say
1: and um they talk about custom detections within the defender suite kql how are
0: you
1: how are you into that area yeah you're more or less a marketing <laughs>
0: guy so i didn't focus on kql and stuff like that right i dabbled in powershell and and whatnot um, so prior to my role as a marketing person i was an it pro it admin and stuff like that so Used what you had, right? Um, uh, zero trust model, r- zero trust principles. That's what we preach. That's what we want people to do, right? Conditional access and uh, security baselines and and all those kind of things.
1: So, you work nowadays for Microsoft. Yes, uh, you're both for working for an MSP. Um, what what? If we look at the at the past year, we had a conversation on the table in in Lucerne also. Um, what investments has been done in in the in the last year uh, especially for from an msp perspective what helps you to do your normal day job better now than last year
2: i would say w- one of the things uh, as an msp the uh, the m2 portal yeah. so we can do threat hunting much easier uh, directly from defender and targeting all our customers um, so that from that perspective that really helps on a day-to-day basis yeah there are also some new things, uh, especially uh, one thing we, we talked about on the, um, on the Custo session, uh, which is the graph semantics in, um, in Custo uh, that can be used to create graphs and with nodes and edges to connect them. And uh, the thing that, that helps with is that um, in, in Custo we can't do recursive joins, for example, uh, but with the graphs, we can connect the edges of, of the investigation much easier and draw the lines and, and so on.
3: Yeah, definitely. I, I think the MTO portal has saved us quite a lot of time when it comes to the hunting. I mean, instead of going into in each mm-hmm. tenant individually, and I know there's further investments being made in the area, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that other aspects which we've gained is kind of the, the the custom RBAC roles we can actually take more permissions in Defender for Office as an example with B2B accounts which has been limited previously so that is uh, also really good for us so we don't have to have individual accounts in each customer tenant to to, uh, to manage some of the actions or the remediations or responses so,
1: and um, within Defender, uh, Defender for Endpoint especially in the in the integration with Intune for example um, nowadays, we have the security policies also uh, within the Defender Portal. Um, is that also helping, uh, you, if you talk about R-Bark, um from uh, oper- uh, support people that doing stuff on, on Intune, they are still there, but the security people are on uh, the, the, the Defender Portal, so SecOps. Mm. Is, is, Will that help also from a, a support perspective?
3: In some cases, depending on the l- how large the organization is and how they divided the organization, for sure. I mean, what I we quite tend to, to often to use is also TVM to see some of those settings if they're following like yeah TVM best practices, etc. So we can see um, see that. So it, it helps definitely. Um, but uh, what I'm looking really forward to is, of course, um, a lot about uh, what's coming around Copilot and all of the co-pilots we have around here. So we'll we'll see what happens in that area. But that is also very interesting for us to to have AI supporting and and s- saving time for the analyst. And that goes both mm-hmm. for, from an MSSP perspective, but also from a customer perspective. So
0: well in the keynote today, there was a mention of like security Copilot, right? That's that's the area where we're moving towards into all this AI stuff. To, yeah, we we can keep up with stuff that's going on, right? Especially in the security space. So let's put some intelligence into it. It'll make decisions. It'll make good decisions. It'll it'll protect everybody, kind of a thing.
1: And hopefully, if uh, I know, we talked last year about the <coughs> um, within KQL the uh, the the wizard. Oh, how how it called the where I can I c- uh, within KQL uh, can select the certain tables the where I need yeah, the query builder Um is that within Custo? is that helping not you for example but also customers um, so it's it's active for a year now is, is that helping customers to step in into KQL in your opinion
2: yeah I think so to some extent especially depending on if you want to learn the language and uh, if you have this uh, visual where you can uh, use the drop downs and select different values and columns and so on uh, and then switch to uh, the query view so you see what actually happens and how it builds the query uh, I, I think that uh, could be like some first steps to into learning kql but you still need to have the interest in in learning um, yeah. so you don't stay with with that solution because you can't do all the advanced operations Uh, using the query builder definitely a good starting point
1: a good first step
3: i think there's another angle to it as well because i mean if if you're not proficient with threat hunting or how threat actors work or what you should be looking for there's actually some good references in in the examples where you can okay the process doing this or something do that and that that can also help your mind getting spinning around what i'm actually looking for so i think if there, there's two angles to it. So I think that's also a good good approach.
2: Another good source for, for that is the threat analytics. So you can read up on the, on the new threats. And there's usually some example queries that you can use um, just to learn and get some ideas what, what to query for.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and talking about AI, uh, I'm really interested in what AI can do mm-hmm. uh, within the query builder, for example, but also um, I asking me uh, as a non-technical guy Um, asking co-pilots for example can you help me uh, define some stuff I don't don't know but
0: maybe uh, that can also help
2: as long as you understand the answer so you can verify it somehow
0: yeah that's a good point right there you gotta verify your answers right yeah
2: Yeah. sometimes uh, I mean the chat GPT for example it hallucinates Mm -hmm. sometimes yeah Um, but especially (laughs) for building the like the skeletons yeah yeah. um, Skeleton for some code and, and, and stuff. I think that's really easy. A, a fun thing. I was uh, s- talking to one of the PGS. Um, I think it was in like 2018 or something, and uh, long time s- ago. Yeah, it was uh, one of the PGS for uh, for Defender, and we talked a little bit about hunting. And uh, I have what I can rem- remember, the hunting was pretty new um, um, in in Defender at the time, and I. W- we were like having um, discussions about what the future could look like. And it's like, yeah, it would be nice if AI could help building the queries on the fly. Like, yeah, I got this response. You should probably go in this direction and continue today again. Mm -hmm. You get a normal list almost there with security co-pilot for example
1: yeah yeah i know that uh, there's this something popping up in my mind yaronisa uh, has done some 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 videos on kql with chat gpt with with open to get uh, to request a certain set of code and then what he got uh, and he told me um, i need to do that 20 20 times before i get the right code so and um, you need to verify and you need to know what the code is, bev- so you can inter- right. interpret it, and yeah, probably can use it afterwards. But yeah. then you need to verify.
2: Yeah, I also noticed when, um, uh, especially when with GPT is that you really need to formulate your, que- your question correct. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it tend to like differ in the in the answer. But as long as you're more spot on with the question, then you get the more um, direct answer that actually works. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I've heard different things like it's. That is not that good with um, uh, defender queries, but uh, it knows the tables and uh, uh, as long as you understand uh, the outcome uh, f- from your question, it's uh, it's definitely usable. Yeah,
3: yeah I saw right. these uh, scare tactics in the news in Sweden the other week about uh, AI is getting rid of these jobs, etc. But I don't really look at AI like that. I see it's AI not. as very supportive. I, d- I mean. Yeah. You need to know what you do, but I mean, you can save time, you can be more efficient. If you mm-hmm. uh, give me a divide, reverse this code or give me some output of it, okay, then I can t- say, is this, is this reasonable or not? And uh, give me a suggestion. So instead of making it up, I can at least save time and, and be supported by AI. And I think that's a key. Of course, we can be more efficient to do more. Advanced tasks, etc. It's it's the same
0: situation when this whole automation idea of automation with PowerShell and things like that, you know, happened years ago, and you would see like IT pros were like, "Oh, well, if I automate too much or whatever, then you know, there's no need for for me or for somebody else." But that's not true, right? It's just you you become more efficient to do your day-to-day
2: job, right? Everyone in IT has always too much to do so you mm-hmm. can <laughs> get the time and do spend, mm-hmm. spend our human hours on doing the right thing instead uh, and get help from AI yeah.
3: yeah I mean we have a large skill gap as well and if you can yeah. accelerate learning with AI I think that yeah c- that can mm-hmm. be massive because I mean we have a skill gap that I mean we have a huge skill gap in s- specialized cybersecurity. So. Yeah.
1: and not not only skill gap but also um, people uh, who yeah, if you look at at, at younger people that uh, are coming into this area, mm-hmm. um, AI can help to make that step a little bit faster than in the past. Uh, we had a, a, a in in one of the previous conversations we talked about learning. Um, in we all know the the normal stuff in in the data centers. What happens? But nowadays, it's a service. Hey, look at Cloud PKI Mm. that will be delivered by Microsoft as a service for five clicks. And in five minutes, you have a complete PKI environment running. But I have deployed it on my own a few years ago, multiple times. It's quite hard, but we know what happens on the back end. So if problems exist, we know how to troubleshoot. And that's also within security, I guess. So it's for younger people it's hard to adopt. and hopefully with AI uh, that can definitely be helpful.
0: Yeah. What uh you know you guys are security experts what are your top two uh security threats that you guys tend to see like ransomware or is it some other kind of you know
3: I mean ransomware is really big a lot of organizations get hit by ransomware and it's painful for them when they get hit hit by it but I mean there's a lot of other noise around we see resource hijacking you haven't configured your environment properly and some yeah doing bitcoin mining by stealing your resources etc I see okay business business email compromise is also a a huge one I mean we yeah it's they're be becoming more sophisticated and are very more personal. So that is... Uh,
1: and it starts, it starts all with awareness. Um, if the awareness isn't there, uh-huh. then malware can be uh, in place or hire phishing or whatever. And if that happens, most of my customers, right, what I'm running in, is that if something happens, then there is money. Yes. Uh, there was always, uh, in the past with backup and, and so on, then there is money. But if we can realize that awareness upfront, that they invest a little bit more uh, now or yesterday and not tomorrow, I think that will also help to prevent a little bit more than, than nowadays. But yeah,
0: it's interesting to see how some organizations, they balk on the, the cost, the initial cost, like the budgets. So oh, we don't have the budget to do this. We don't have a budget to hire a new person to do security or buy the tools and all that stuff. But then when they get hit, now it's costing them hundreds more, hundreds yeah. of times more, right? And all of a sudden, the budget is there. Yeah. The money just shows up from somewhere. It's, uh, you know, and, and, and when you look at all of that, it's just not the money. It's the downtime that, you know, you lose your business, your productivity, and all that, and credibility with your, with their customers, right? Whatever organization they are, um, it creates a sense of, uh, Insecurity.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think the, the, the all the media buzz and everything being aware about the ransomware. I think it, the the questions have come up higher in the organization now. Yeah. It's on board level instead of just mm. on the IT department. So I think at, at least awareness around uh, board members, CEO, C level, etc., has definitely increased. So I think that, that it, if if there's a good thing out of it happening, I think that's good because we're be yeah. doing better posture. But I mean, the threat actors are always evolving as well. I mean. The more we ramp up, they will also ramp up, so I think it's a constant battle.
0: (laughs) And I think there's also a pressure, I'm I'm not sure about here in this, uh, you know, in Europe, but in the US side, pressure from insurance companies, right, hey, we can't can't insure you unless you show, document uh, what your security practices are, what you guys have implemented, how you're doing it and stuff like that, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, we see that a lot as well, and Mm -hmm. and I think the trend is going up and down, but I think we're also starting to see legislation being put in place. We have some new European directives on how critical societies should protect their environments. We have uh, the financial sector are getting there, etc. So uh, if companies are not self-regulating someone is going to regulate them and that's we're starting to see that now because uh, yeah the posture is poor uh, with some of our of the mm-hmm. customers out there So, uh, and if
1: and if they want to start then uh, we are available uh, within Sweden but also in the Netherlands also in other countries and uh, mm-hmm. we can help them uh, with KQL with custom detections to m- not only implement the basics uh, within Defender and Sentinel and so on but also on the next use cases that uh, they are specific for uh, uh, that type of customer.
2: It's important also for um, uh, that it's not just a check in in the box. Uh, We see a lot of organizations ticking. yeah, we have uh, EDR, XDR, we have um, whatever uh, security configuration made and so on, but there's no one working with it. Mm-hmm. So, so, I have the staffing to, to actually work with it 24-7, because most of the attacks, the, the larger ones, they uh, initiate on uh, evenings, weekends and so on. when I know that the, uh, the staffing is lower and it's more difficult to get people uh, mm-hmm. to, to start working and so on.
1: It's not only turning on. <laughs> I see a lot of customers also in, in my area. Here we have Defender. Okay, let me let me see at the incident page. And then you open the incident page, and uh, whoa, there is a <laughs> bunch of, of of incidents running. And then you look—that's uh, a half year ago already. So um, that's a half year ago. And what happens? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so you need you need definitely staff uh, people who look into, and uh, y- you can create custom detections. But if you don't follow up an incident, yeah. then I think yeah, uh, yeah. Th- they w- they will mess around. I know <laughs> so some
2: cases where. Uh, there have been a lot of, in regardless of which tool they have, uh, there are inc- incidents, and you can trace it back for a month, and they got hit, but no one was working with it. Yeah. So they could potentially have um, avoided that um, attack a month ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we've seen, we say that we, say we have seen that in the Netherlands. Uh, that one of the um, cases that is uh, on top of mind. That is, um, what is the University of Maastricht? Um, what was, what came out? That they were active for more than a half year. Yep. And um, assume breach—that uh, is what we are telling everyone. But that's that's the case. And if you don't look at incidents and so on, it could be two years. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, systematic uh, security work,
3: and that's both both from information to security down to the technical and cyber so, I mean, you need to have this ongoing. Uh, uh, work on, on, on assessing risk Wh- what do I need to prioritize etc because you can't protect everything you need to find what's most important and, and focus on those and, and reduce risk in, in the critical
1: scenarios so. yeah, and if you uh, if you are too small as a company um, look into a partner uh, who can help you uh, or uh, also Microsoft can do mm-hmm. stuff uh, on on, on that end but if you have a local a partner right, that can help—that's highly preferable right. in most cases. But yeah, you, you need to—you need to take action. That's—that's yeah that's what we say. Definitely. Uh, and nice. also
2: about the uh, the budget thing that was mentioned earlier. The yep. um, uh, we had we had that uh, question after a session uh, because um, especially if you talk about Sentinel ingesting data costs a lot of money, and if you take one step back and start working on use cases, then you can motivate the budget for. Um, for example, yeah, we need this uh, firewall log or we need this um, uh, custom web app log, even if it costs money because we have a requirement from the business and we promise that we, uh, we will detect these kind mm-hmm. of activities. Yeah, so but that's also a way to um, increase your budget to actually uh, implement these kind of security systems.
1: If, if, that's ap- if that application is so important for your organization, you need to do stuff with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, then definitely it the budget can be increased. Uh, for that
0: so any other question no it's great uh, I, I think I learned a lot <laughs> just <laughs> from you guys and uh, seems like you know the space really well and you know you, you're pretty deep into it so
2: more power to you <laughs> Got nah, b- to b- uh, b- lifestyle <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a lifestyle yeah and not, and not only yeah uh, in in day but also in evenings and uh, doing a lot of community work yeah uh, okay. we all do so thank you for joining us in, uh, in this recording. And uh, yeah, we will join up and uh, see you till the next time. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
0: you.